Yo, 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 good people. What up, what up? What's going on? Pull up a chair. Join us at the Hip Hop Roundtable. We are back again. We are approaching 50 episodes. We're coming up on it real soon. Um, so we hopefully going to have some some exciting stuff for y'all. But uh, it's Landon Hill here on the mic. Um, of course, I got directly in front of me, uh, Mr. Mylon Drake. What's happening with you, sir? Oh, man. Uh Better to get into this interesting subject, but as you know, as always, man, I'm in the streets and in these and in the building trying to save these kids, man. Uh, fortunately, I don't have to save any more kids at my summer. <laughs> they all they all left and are about their business being great in the community. So uh, now I, now I can fully concentrate on hip hop. Brother, I got one more day, and then and then I get a break. And then, of course, down there in uh, in Southern California, in L.A., where it's supposed to never rain, but I don't know what it's like right now. It's uh, Young Dev. What's going on with you? Oh, it's raining out there? I didn't know. It's no, no, it's out. not raining out here, brother. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's supposed to never rain in Southern California. But game said Tony Tony lied. So, uh, what's going on with you, man? Nah, we're good down here in the building. Trying to get the the resources so I can get back into the streets and help save these kids. Brother, you did all that fighting to get into the building, and now you're trying to fight to get back into the street. You're confused because I'm trying to get them back in the. I'm trying to get them in the building with me, brother. But why you have to fight to get back in the streets, brother? You 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 fought so hard and so long. What do you want? What do you haven't even like marinated in the the building? Got to fight. Brother, you didn't even get. You barely got your second foot across the the, the threshold, and now you're trying to go back out. Oh man, I don't know if Michaela would be happy to hear that, but she doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. So anyway, you know it's good. Oh, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, so so today, um, you know, at the request of one of our very faithful, loyal. Um, podcast family listeners members whatever you want to however you want to call it uh definitely uh uh i listen to the in um uh hashtag honoree you know what i mean uh rob lopez rob um, what a rob he uh he suggested that we i mean this one should just be fun you know that we um just discuss the legacies of death row of bad boy um uh, the uh, the two record labels, the camps, the clicks, the you know everything that came out of it and that was uh, produced by uh, those two entities. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're just gonna we're gonna break it down. Just look at at their impact, our thoughts on it. Um, and uh, I, I, as you all know, mind of Milan, I'm sure something somebody's gonna get some shots. Something. I don't even probably know somebody that a lot of people really we love can, and respect. We can, we can guess, we can guess, but we never yeah. know about the curveball. Somebody's gonna get some shots. Like it's just gonna happen. So, uh, but you know, y'all just jump in. I mean, maybe let's let's get the shots out of the way. Let's start with Bad Boy. How about that? And, and Dev, you want to jump in? Um, just legacy wise, well, impact wise. I, I think we should switch it up. We should give it to the person with the most death first. Just so we can get it all out there, and then we can have our peace. You said with the most what? With the most depth, the one who, oh. who can go back the furthest with it. Oh, well, well brother, the he oldest, just, the yes, yes, brother, yes. Hey, man. He said, you, you, was, the you was there when Abraham Lincoln had a hat on. Something like <laughs> what? What does it have to do with it? 
I'm just saying, brother, he's there, brother. You saw his hat and everything. He wants to soak up game before he actually. Yeah, he wants to see if, if your insider knowledge uh, will will uh, will have an impact on, on what his on what his take is. So why don't you go ahead and. Uh, Take your take your first shot is really what is really what it's no, about to come I mean, down to. I will, I will I will start us off with um, two record companies that eventually became the representatives of East Coast and West Coast. East Coast being Bad Boy, West Coast being Death Row. When there was a media produ- produced East Coast West Coast beef, it it was not. It was two people who happened to live on the East Coast and West Coast, and then it became this thing, which some will point to the, um, was it MTV or VH1 um, award show where... It was the source, It was the source. It was the source. The New uh, Source Award Mm -hmm. show where first Snoop won Death Row, Snoop won something, and Mm -hmm. he got booed. And then they want something again, and then that I don't really want to say that even that's even where it started. I think it was already uh, it's bu- it's bubbling, bubbling a little bit, yeah, but broiling a little bit. But once uh, Suge made the comment, you know, if you want to come to a real record company where your where your producer ain't singing and dancing on the record, all in the videos. <laughs> oh. uh, so uh, historically, obviously Biggie and Tupac just had. Um, it was very interesting. I mean, you know, if we took this in a documentary-like style, it would actually be an interesting conversation of how they were friends at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. right. living in the same house mm-hmm. to literally, I mean, at, at some point, I mean, Pac really believed, and I can't, we can't talk to him, unfortunately, to confirm it if, if, if he still believed it to be later on. But he believed that this dude tried to kill him, mm-hmm. to set him up to be murdered. So we went from homies to complete enemies. Uh, very interesting dialogue. I mean, a conversation can be had about, you know, Pac having sex with Faith Evans. like. Mm. We just don't know. Like, I mean, there's just so much stuff. It's like, did that really? Like, nah. Wait, what? What? You know, just total, total um, soap opera like backdrop to both of these um, historic record companies. Both came up around '93, '94, and um, both came in the door strong. Yeah, you know, Death Row came in with with the Chronic in '93 uh, ish, and Bad Boy came in with Biggie's first album mm, in '93. Ready to die. Ready to die. So um, from that, we'll dive in into what albums and what groups and what sounds came after that. Um, but for me, I, I think just to be, I mean, just honest, you know, I'm I'm more of a fan if I had to choose one uh, to as we do our roundtable intro I would say I'm more of a fan of Death Row because they were innovators um, I think Bad Boy figured out what 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 could sell mm-hmm. and they sold it 
the chronic you had never heard you had never seen anything like that album where it was all these people rapping and like where are these people coming from these new mm-hmm. voices um dre was in a zone production wise <laughs> like it was you were hearing sounds and songs you had never heard in your life and sampling parliament what like mm. who does that like no one's doing this and so he was on some whole other stuff and that album I remember being in high school and just everybody, every car that drove by mm-hmm. was playing G-Thang. Like every single mm-hmm. opportunity you had to play music loud with your windows down, you were playing G-Thang. And I was in Texas at the time. I wasn't even in California. So mm-hmm. that goes to show how much of an impact it, it, it had um, that regionally. Um I'll leave it there to pass it along. I'll just, you know, just gave a brief, you know, since I'm apparently, um, I went to high school with Jesus, uh, you know, so I just gave y'all a little bit of history since uh, me and Moses are blood cousins out here in these streets. Um, so yeah, so that that's, it's a brief history for those who might be tuning in and have no idea who Bad Boy Records, Puff Daddy, Puff Diddy. Diddy, whatever you want to call him, Sean Combs, and uh, Death Row Records. I was uh, going to ask, though, was Craig Shigman. Mack an official release under Bad Boy, or was it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was. that was before uh, Ready to Die. No, it was after. Mm-hmm. It was right after. Craig? It was right uh, after. It was literally right oh, after. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like moments after. Yeah. Because <laughs> then, right, that's yeah. why Biggie then was on, like, the remixes. I know, and all yeah. Because uh, yeah. he was already established. Yeah. I guess uh, for me, and as far as I can go back and basically get the influence or just in hearing the music, uh, Bad Boy definitely was the one that gave you all the dancing and the like, basically the, the partying music, whereas Death Row was like, if you want to get your thug on, pretty much. And then even, the, even with the party, and it was the thug party. So, and me being from the West Coast... And, uh, of course, my dad was in the, in the streets, as we say, in that time that I was, of course, right under that. Like, there was parties thrown in the back, and all I hear is nothing but a G thing and and all of the chronic, all of all of 2001, all of, you know, everything from, from him, Snoop, to Easy to all of them. And so just naturally be, being raised in that, I had to lean towards death row more. Um, I guess I like the versatility because they did talk about issues more, but then they also knew when it was time to party. They knew it was time to just basically flex as Bad Boy and them was probably doing at a time. So just because of the wide range, I would lean more towards Death Row. But of course, I still kind of was Suge being the head of that after a while, kind of just made it a little sour. And so then I just started appreciating more of the artists that was in Death Row more. And so with uh, Bad Boy, though, um, I did enjoy the Mace run. So I, I got to give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in general, I just felt like Bad Boy went more into an R&B phase and kind of fell out of hip hop in a sense, especially after it was a couple hit and misses. Um, in the in the 2000s, I would say maybe like from 2001 to 2005, and after that was R&B. I felt like so. Just in general, 
I guess if you want to say just of, if you look at everybody's track record, that Death Row was definitely cranking out more. So I had to lean more towards on that. For sure. Um, I mean, you know, obviously we all from the West Coast. Right. That's the, that's the unfortunate part. It's, it's going to be a bias in terms of like what I was, what, what, what I favor. I mean, there, there's no question that, you know, there there's a lot more Death Row records that that get rotation uh on my itunes or in my car then or on my ipod or iphone whatever i'm playing it on um or in my car then 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 bad boy um but i think what's interesting and i don't know y'all i mean y'all correct me if i'm wrong it i feel like death row and bad boy were the first i could be wrong on this but i feel like they were the first labels that be like that either were viewed as or market them marketed themselves as crews. Like you even had like native tongues that wasn't the like I think what what would that what record label would that have been? That would have been uh That's probably Jive, I mean if I if I but yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't like you know the record label was like yeah, that was no, a crew I, I, under the record label. You know I, what I mean? I, I, and saying, and I don't and know I if there's one that, that was any, before that. And I don't think anybody <laughs> ever did that. It was you know like bad, but like bad boy was right. Yeah, you no one even you didn't even know like what record label people were on. Yeah, like it was literally bad boy and death row both started this. Like they're they're so, actual so, crews. So, like so everybody's going, right? yeah, was, yeah, literally. That was the that's that was the demeanor. It was yeah, like, it was. That's why they, you know, bad boy versus death row because it was they honed mm-hmm. in the whole East Coast West Coast thing at that time, probably though. So it was like no matter what, if you're from the East Coast, we gonna yell bad boy on it, and if you're on the West Coast and you know you happen to kick it with the entourage, we gonna yell death row, death row. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's it's just it's just an interesting phenomenon. And then you know, of course, we have other which you know we, we we may talk about these later. But then that's when you get the you know the cash monies and the no limits and stuff like that. After that, but up until mm-hmm. that point, that's the first time where it's like you know you even have you have other groups that are within those camps, but just the whole crew. Death Row is a crew. Like Bad Boy is a crew, and they run together. It's you 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 don't. You know, it's rare before that that you would see a, you know, again, there's not going to be a jive rap, you know, section tour. Like, it's just, that's just, that just doesn't happen, you know what I mean? But there is a bad boy, so there's a, there are death row tours because these are now folks who, I mean, may, maybe for good or for bad, you know, I don't know how, how we want to view it. I mean, uh, unfortunately, because they did carry themselves almost like gangs in one sense, obviously that, that led to, and probably um, caused a lot of the the friction that was there. But in another sense, I think that it also showed just the camaraderie that existed on these labels, which it was like, we hold each other down. We all rep for one another. We support one another, you know, like, and in that instance or, or, or in that, you know, taking it from that angle, it was it, it was something that was really dope to see. Um, but it's just interesting the dynamic that they created with that. Um, and, and then to see how, uh, how much they just kind of like took the rap game over, um, at that time. Uh, now I will say that, you know, from my perspective, I think that obviously, you know, bad boy live, 
they they relied heavily, very heavily upon one person, right? Like Biggie was obviously he's the you know, we we you look at the breadwinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you look at again. If we we're, we're great for making for making NBA references, if you that you maybe have one or two superstars and then a whole bunch of role players, right? Unlike Bab, I mean, unlike Death Row, Death Row was a a team. Like just between Pac and Snoop alone, like you had a, right. you know, what I mean, like it was more Pretty of a squad. Like yeah, like you know, like Pac was obviously the big like. Like Pac was obviously Steph, but Steph doesn't do half of what he does without Clay. Like Clay is still breaking records right along with him, which is Snoop, right? Like, and that's a little bit different than you know Biggie being LeBron, but you know, I mean Kyrie is good. Like Mace is good, you know. Like he's 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 putting up buckets for you, but we know who who's clearly the star, right? And it's. There, there's that type of. I think there's that type of dynamic now. Of course, you know, given the the unfolding of the uh, oh, of I, the I finals, that like, that might not have been the best um, analogy. Like, and, and, yeah, I, I don't want to, and I don't want to raise the beast in, in Milan over this. But I'm just cool while he has a shotgun. It, yeah, I just you know I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just trying to get like that's kind of how I see it. Is that you know, bad boy obviously was, you know, if. if if it's not Biggie there, they they just don't, um, you know, they they don't have nearly the success that they do. And I mean, you may be able to say the same for Pac, but just the the monsters that Pac and and Snoop were, um, along with you look at uh, you know Dog Pound, which was a it played a huge role in the East versus West thing. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that. So just it is Warren G came through with with. Uh, you know, and just the production that he had, and obviously Dre taking over the game with the Chronic. Like it's just there's so much. You know, Chronic in and of yeah. itself. It's just, there's so much. That was a full squad that was all going in at the same time. Um, so it's just again, just a very, very interesting, um, a very interesting dynamic. But you know, and Mylon was mentioning this offline, and I would love to hear y'all y'all talk about this. Another similarity that they both had, they had two juggernauts in terms of female MCs that were on their rosters. Um, maybe some similarities, at least slight similarities, but a lot of differences in terms of their the, the their style. Um, and Lil Kim and, and and Lady of Rage, but um, you know that, but still two really big juggernauts in terms of. You know, just kind of pioneer or, or pushing the, the envelope forward for female MC. So, what are y'all thoughts on on them um, and and kind of how they impacted, had an impact on 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 the hip hop game? M O M. I I feel like well for for one, um, and we we're gonna try and change that to M O D. It's the mind of Drake. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm nobody's it's officially, mom. It's officially, it's officially changed. It's officially changed, brother. Okay. But we got the T-shirts printing MOM right now. Yeah, we, we well, do, give man. them to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mind just rolls off the tongue better though. You know yeah, what I mean? It does. It does. But <laughs> the acronym is not sexy. Yeah. Um. They're they two different. Both both lyrically talented. Um. Which, basically, they what they proved. Through their through their styles, though different crews, different record labels, what have you, 
their styles proved that I belong here. Like they weren't just cute girls just hanging around because they're half, you know, scantily clad. It's like, no, I, I, I can hang with these cats. There will be a song where you will clearly state, yo, little Kim went in on that one. Mm-hmm. Or, yo, Rage was, she spazzed. Like, dude, she had the best verse on that last song. Like, they're, they were clearly not afraid of the, the, the stereotype that only men should be, you know, well, at this level, we're doing some pretty big stuff. You might want to just fall back and maybe sing or it's like, nah, we, we, we could spit. So they definitely made it clear that they could do that with the best of them. And um, that's what made them, for lack, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but they were like one of the dude, like one of the, like one of the boys, like they weren't this special mm-hmm. Treat them, right. you know, treat them like little girly girls. Like, nah, be like they. When it's time, when it's their turn on the mic, you 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 gonna see something. So, right. That's what they both brought to the table. The exact same uh, spirit. And again, going back to your to your comparisons. You know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a purist and, re- and realist when it comes to to sports and to to hip hop. And it's not really any comparison to. To the two record labels, like they're just not like, like you said, they Death Row is like the Golden State Warriors of right now, the current mm-hmm. roster. You got you had Tupac, you had Snoop, so that's like <laughs> Steph and KD. <laughs> yeah. Then you had uh, Dog Pound, which would be like Clay Thompson, and it's like okay, so you you know Cleveland literally, I mean, look like. Death Row, you got one super dude, which is LeBron, and you got, bad okay, boy. Bad boy, yeah. a bad boy, I'm sorry. You got bad boy, so you got Biggie as LeBron, and then you have, who, like, the locks? Like, like there's no second place. Like, I'm not saying the locks suck, but I'm saying. No, no. And especially at that time, they were better on Rough Riders. Yeah. yeah, they were better on Rough Riders, yeah, but their beats were horrible. Like... But um, <laughs> it's nothing they could do yeah, about that. Yeah, but their beats on Bad, Bo- on Bad Boy, it was too shiny, too. What is I mean, it? they had some nice beats. They had shiny suits. No, they had shiny suits. I mean, they, I'm just saying. The shiny suit. That album The shiny suit. And again, if you ask some people, they say disco killed the funk. Bad Boy killed real hip-hop. Like, it was like shiny suit. Come on, man. Everything was shiny suit, man. Come on, Mace and... On the golf, like it was just real bad. That's not their fault that everybody else started jocking them. Shiny suit hip hop killed hip hop. Like there's not, there's no. It 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 at least gave it a heart attack or a stroke. (laughs) It did something really really bad to hip hop. I think people mimicking it did that. I don't think it was them. Hey man, nope. So that's their impact. Is they bad boy is the reason hip hop is in your (laughs) mind dead. Well, you know, and again, I, I was doing some, I was looking at some of the numbers I, when you were saying I, something. I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, though, that once once Bad Boy and Death Row started, the commercialization of hip-hop began, honestly. It began on pretty much probably a global level, I would say. Because it was probably some people looking at the East Coast, West Coast beef from other places. Yeah, I, I, I would I would definitely agree with that. And so, in a in a degree, as much as much good as it did for the impact of hip hop and just camaraderie and just everything that was going on, fashion, everything, it kind of just enhanced everything. At the same time, take putting put in the wrong hands, it was getting washed down in the process. 
See, but I, I think like in I mean, general, I'm talking about from both sides because even now, now we got the whole demise and the misogyny from death row. So yeah, exactly, and that that that's what I was gonna say. I, I think that you know, I but mean, that that was already there. Like, I mean, misogyny, but it, but it, but it's still different, right? Like, I I think that you know, you look at so you look at Bad Boy who came through. They they shined it up, of course. They made it big. They made it flashy. The videos are in your face. They doing the shiny suits, and it was different at the time, but. You had so many people that then took that and that was like, well, we gonna make it just as fussy and jiggy and, you know, whatever. And they do a horrible job at it and now hip-hop becomes watered down. At the same time, you got a lot of folks who, and this isn't even necessary, you got a lot of folks who will take the worst of Pac and strip out, the, you know, they, they won't quote anything from Brenda's Got a Baby. They won't quote anything from Keep Your Head Up. They won't take any of the first two or three Pac albums. They won't take any part of him, of his political stances or any of that. But they take the worst parts of him. And that's what they use to say that they are the next Pac. And it's the same thing. It's not that Bad Boy killed hip hop or that the shiny suits or anything killed not that it, not that I'm necessarily the biggest fan of it, but it was it was new, it was innovative, it was something that it was just another iteration so was of hip hop. Crack was but, new at one point too. No, like, but I'm but I'm saying it's the it okay? but, but I'm saying it's not that they it's not that that in and of itself was bad. It's the people mimicking it, and it's just the same thing with Tupac. It's like yes, we can look at at parts of Tupac and say it's not great, but if you take Tupac as a whole and you say you know what he he gave so much to the game. But if you try to mimic Tupac and you're only mimicking these horrible aspects of it and you do a bad job of it, then of course hip hop is gonna be is gonna be dead if you mimic Tupac too. It's the same thing. And folks it's the same were, thing with Biggie. If you just reference the drugs and all that. Yeah, like if you don't take the, the storytelling. Yeah, it's 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 the same thing. And like that's the and I think that these both of these labels, like they got and the figures got so big. You know, like, you go from Lil' Kim, who, like you said, of course, raunchy, was super over-sexualized in terms of, like, the way that she was marketing and promoted all of that. Like, that's horrible. But but at the same time, at least you could say, at the very least, she had bars and she had a craft. That gets watered down to women who are marketed like, over-sexualized and, and, you know, all of this. But they suck as rappers, too. So, you know, now, again, do I necessarily like the way Lil' Kim came through the door? No. But I'm not also not going to say that she's the reason that hip-hop is dead or that all women are viewed a certain way in hip-hop. It's because folks tried to mimic After. that without being able to actually stay on, on, on par or on course with what they was really there to do, which was rap. Like, they can't, they couldn't do it. And these, but but these both of these labels got so big, and their their artists got so big that people just tried to copy it, and they can't do it. They just can't copy it. Right. I think I think the 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 element and the art of rap got lost in the in the the timeline mm -hmm. of hip hop then because it was kind of like if you think about it, the people who were before Bad Boy and Death Row was strictly rap. So then to come out with something new, you had to ask them on top of it. So they showed the versatility, being able to go here and go there, but they still kept the element of rap, whereas now it just went completely right. <laughs> it just went completely to the 
you know, to all the things, to all the, I guess, I wouldn't even call it versatility, but to all the shiny, like you said, but then you lost the element, which was the rapping, which all those rappers, if you, even Maze, he'll spit. Craig Mack was on the label. Biggie. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, they were still spitters, but they knew how to do both sides. And then as time goes on, they just caught more, you know, of the, of the, um, of the glitter instead of the, the art. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, I was doing, looking at the numbers, I think it's a close, well, actually, it might not be as close as I anticipate. I think um, Bad Boy sold a little bit more record-wise um, overall. I think Death Row sold somewhere between 25, 24, 25 million maybe closer to 28 possibly 30 million records total and bad well, did boy. you look at did you look like a timeline because remember the, all the r&b hits too are we counting that for that's all, what I'm saying, the, all for, the danity kane and Day yeah that's what i'm saying for like for bad boy that's the, that's the thing like, oh, they, that's they, the they, horrible they got more <laughs> but danity kane they went platinum kate cassie okay. went platinum young jock platinum Jackman Platinum, man. Christian Danielle, somebody I never heard of. Diddy, uh, press play album, garbage, gold. Um, well, and that's the well, that's the difference too. Is Bad Boy obviously, like you said, Dev, they they went into that R and B phase, which allowed them to last. Like Death Row was not. But they also went anybody. into like it, it, it. They became like the Walmart of hip hop. Like they just like massive. Every we yeah, got we got tried, everything. He tried to do a rock and roll yeah. band Gorilla, too, and you know, put B, out one album. B five, Gorilla Zoe, Boys in the Hood, Cherry Dennis, Danity Kane, Day Twenty Six, Elephant Man, Donnie Clang, Nope, um, Gorilla Zoe again, Day Twenty Six, Janelle Monet, like Machine Gun Kelly, uh, French Montana, like what the f- like where <laughs> like if you just can if you can open your mouth and make a sound come out, Bad Boy will sign you. Like, and it's not, and you know, and that's the thing, man. Like, I was watching. I haven't. I, I took you know my son. I took my son to the barber shop today, and we were sitting in the barber shop, and the and the barber there. Shout out to Mega, my my homie, uh, Damian Hunter, uh, Oakland barber, Oakland homie from way back in the day. Uh, he had ESPN on. I was like, yo, I never, I haven't watched ESPN since Game 7. Once Game 7 went off, I stopped watching all things ESPN. And when we were watching it, they were talking about the, the Cowboys and how they weren't in the, the power rankings as, you know, as high as folks thought they should be. And I got to thinking, like, people like to posture, you know, about what they do and what they, or what they can do or what they will do in the future and all that. And I, and I thought about, this had, it, that had nothing to do with the Cowboys. It just had something to do with LeBron. Like, I don't know what LeBron's demeanor has been since he won a championship. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, again, I, nothing basketball I, have I seen. But it's very similar in that sense. Like, if you ask Diddy, like, man, I'm out here selling records, B. Like, I, we out here killing it. Look, look, 40 million records. Like, who's doing that? Like, but you're selling garbage, bro. 
but you wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't acknowledge and like pull you to the side and be like you right I am like I'm just trying to get this money though you feel me? like he's not gonna say that he in his mind he really thinks he's doing something just like LeBron really in his mind thinks he won a championship like he really believes he he, he beat a team like he, you can't and, and I don't know like if he's like popping his collar I don't know if he's you know like don't nobody can't tell me nothing son like I don't know. I, I don't know what his what his world looks like, but that's how I feel. And I feel like Suge was doing that because Suge was like, "Look, man, I came from the gutter. I'm a former gang member. In some instances, still a security crime. guard. Yeah, I'm a, I'm still a gang member. Uh, I mean, he did something that you had never like. He bailed out a dude, spent 1.4 million to bail out Tupac." <laughs> I'll get you out of jail, but you got to sign to my record label. Like, right. no one ever done anything <laughs> like that. And then it worked. It wasn't like, yeah, you signed him, but his album was garbage. Like, the dude sold 10 million. Mm-hmm. So, those, like, when I look at what Death Row did, I'm like, yo, that's impressive. I'm not impressed. Like, I'm not. I'm just not impressed with what bit, what bad boy did. I mean, I respect it. I respect the hustle. Like to me, but so, so that's what I was gonna say. Like, like to so, me, it's 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 like it's like when Kobe was winning rings with Shaq. Like, hey man, Shaq is pretty good. But let me get this straight: you're good too. So you're gonna tell me though, it was all you and Shaq had nothing to do with. You know, like no, like I don't, but I don't think it's that. Like. It's, like I mean, you you went to the psyche, so I, and I'm just gonna play the other side, and you know, it, it's not even to say I, I support even half of the the the, the bad boy <laughs> albums that you listed since basically since they really I don't know what I can't even tell you the last respectable I mean, album sixty three percent, so you probably do support more than half. <laughs> no, but I'm just like all the like all the albums. I mean, you know, you get past Mace hip hop wise. There's probably not a lot of great albums that have come out of Bad Boy, but. You know, you got into the psyche of 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 Suge. Let's also get into the into the psyche of of Diddy, which is dude from Harlem, dad is a hustler, dies. But you know, the one thing that I that I could say about Diddy more than most folks is his hustle is real. So for him, the psyche is I'm a dude from Harlem. Like all I know is grind. So maybe it's not the best, but I'm still out here grinding, and I'm grinding enough to where I can even get. I this made you buy it. Part, yeah, yeah, it exactly. Garbage. All I did was sample Juicy Fruit, and you fell for and you, it. So, and, and it worked. But he, but he obviously knows the formula, and he's getting folks out here to go that, platinum. That is and that's it. He and, but, and, I'm saying, he's, and I'm saying, it's he's not the, the. He's the first Drake. Drake figured out the formula. Yeah, but it, but 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 just when we go to the psyche of it again, I think there's a difference even between a Drake and Diddy. I think Diddy's hustle is real. Like Diddy is really like. What I do is I move these records. You might not like them, but they get moved. Drake is, I mean, it's it's almost becoming borderline like cultural appropriation in some people's, <laughs> at least in some people's eyes. Like it's just like you're getting lazy. Like I don't think Diddy is necessarily getting lazy. I think he's just. You can't. I, I think he's. So I think long, he's so just. That's the, his grind. Like that is what he Drake's knows grind. how to do. Make an album. Not, he's not grinding. Drake is. Drake is, I, I'm making that, and people are, dude, this doesn't even sound like you tried. Diddy is, dude, I'm over here, while I'm making this album, I'm also doing a TV show, and I'm building a whole other TV network, 
while I'm still selling this alcohol and I'm doing it's that's just that's who he is. He has his hand in like eight different places, right all on. him. Like that's just what he does. So there's a difference between that and Drake saying, Yeah, I'm about to dedicate all my time to this album and then it comes out and you're like Did you dedicate any time to this album whatsoever? Like that's what that's what I'm saying. And so I'm just are you saying are you saying that Diddy wouldn't consider himself hip hop like solely? I think like, he. If, I think if, he if, considers if, himself if, if, in terms if, of his. You ask him what he is. He like. He's gonna say no. I think he says he's hip hop to the core. I think so. I think he's gonna say what Jay Z said. I'm not a. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Like I am whatever it takes. Yeah, I agree. I'm hip hop. I'm rock. If you if I, you bring me a rock group right now that I think I can sell a million copies for, I'll sign them to Bad Boy. It doesn't matter. I think he would say I think he would say who he is in terms of like his his spirit, his quote unquote swag, his all of that. I think he would say he himself is hip hop. But to Milan's point, I think he would say, but I'll I'll sell you whatever you want, right? right. Like I mean, and even at the time, like, when Mary J came out, of course, it wasn't hip-hop, but he did it in a way where it was like, this is the queen of hip-hop soul. Like, it just was the, you know what I mean? It was, that was the angle that he took. It was, that's just... This is why why I I just want to point out, with with Views, which an album that has been... Criticized. Criticized as... Lazy. Lazy. um, The poorest of poorest efforts. With views, Drake has also has joined Adele, Michael Bublé, and Taylor Swift as the only artist in the 2010s decade to have an album remain at number one for six weeks. Views has obtained one billion streams in the U.S. and as of July 2016, it has sold 1.3 million copies in the U.S. and as in, as of August 2016, the album has sold 2.1 million copies worldwide. Wow. If I'm doing that and I'm lazy, I'm freaking winning. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm. That's that is the freak. That is the recipe for bad boy. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to sell. And I'm not. That, I'm not. This, I'm not disputing you, that. And I'll give you an I'm example not... of what I know. What what I know. What Mylon Drake. And I'm not even saying like like I'm from you know I'm from the streets of the hardest hardcore hustlers. But I understand what poor poverty looks like i know what welfare looks like i know what being broke looks like and i can't comment on whether diddy is i mean i grew up i used to walk in the snow that's what's up bro all i know is my hustle don't look like yours your hustle you wearing white furs and whatnot i don't know that's not my hustle but but baby from from cash money if you watch if you watch uh, uh, moguls Everything that comes out of his mouth is like, yo, I'm trying to get it. Like, yo, let's get that wine. Yeah, we did pretty good last week. We're like in fifth place. Nah, B, we need to be in first place. See, Jock, how's Jock, how, how, how Jock's album doing? Eh, it had a couple of spin. Nah, I'm willing to spend whatever it takes to get a million. Like, I'm out here hustling, not putting out. That's his hustle. His hustle is, I'm trying to get to the top. Drake's hustle is, look, just like, and no, no shade to R. Kelly. Hey man, if I can make a song called "Filling on Your Booty" and you gonna buy it, if I can make a song called "Ignition" and you gonna buy it, if I can call uh, you remind me of my Jeep and you're gonna buy it, man, I'm gonna keep doing the same thing. He understands the formula. He doesn't do anything new. He understands the formula. And, and I, I and I, I, although I do agree, I also think that though for Diddy, what he was one just, just the 
first his grind just to even let's go all the way back to get Biggie to to start Bad Boy, get Biggie on Bad Boy, put Biggie out. Then we were just talking about Craig Mack. This dude right. released Craig Mack a week a week right after there. Biggie. He brings Mace on. He shined Mace up because he knew Mace isn't gonna sell the way like Mace said it like I was murdered. P Diddy made me pretty. Like and then that's what that's what sells. So he knew that game. But his hustle is also I'm not stopping at records. This dude I you yeah, can t- you can tell me about you can t- nah you can talk to me about baby all you want to until this dude comes with his own network TV network I don't want to hear nothing about baby this dude Diddy is making the power move he was one of the first outside of Russell outside of Russell is Diddy next like in terms of the power moves with regards to hip hop coming out of hip hop that folks first. made I, I, how could you not I, be I, I, this I, I dude was it. hustling more than anybody he's making the biggest moves like when we talk about the the splashes when we talk about Jay with the Samsung move, when we talk about Diddy with Sean John, this is, we talk this about is Diddy proof. with like. This, here's it, my proof, and that is that's that's what it is. Yeah, this will end uh-huh. all conversation. I respect Jay Z more than I respect I, <laughs> Diddy. If, but if that's coming from me, I respect but you're, how but Jay-Z you're only looking at the music, though. No, I'm that's not. what I'm saying. I'm looking how, at Jay Z's hustle. Jay Z's hustle is ridiculous. He. Like no one sold a million records whatever without having to do anything. Like he sold a million records through a phone company, bro. I, I <laughs> agree. It's amazing. That's amazing. But I'm not impressed by Diddy. So you're not impressed I'm that not this impressed. man who else all, who else owns their own network, who, bro? Who else has t shirts and slacks so I can buy my own network? Bro. No one else has that type of Exactly. He's doing it all. And he's doing it more than anybody else now, that you've named. Diddy owns bas- football, ba- um, sports right, teams. So, but even, Bruh, even, with Diddy, even with Diddy, how much would you say can that attribute to hip-hop? How can what attribute to hip-hop? Is like you saying that's it. You saying all of it? No, no. I'm saying what do you, I'm saying what do, you, what do you mean? Like you said he's doing his own network, but if he's not putting out bomb shows that, you know, like we talked about, hip, you know, hip-hop had back in the day... Can you attribute oh, that network success to hip hop? Oh no, I, I could. I, I mean, I think I, I think that revolt. Well, anything has, else? I was just giving that as an example, but even with the fashion, of course, I was I will label the fashion. Yeah, the fa- I mean, the fashion. Obviously, I mean, not that I'm a fan of like alcohol being just advertised, just across you know across everything hip hop, but. Obviously, no, Ciroc I mean, has has taken brands, over. Yeah, they were saying, brands yeah, back like, in the 90s. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, not that this is something yeah, to be no, proud of, but Ciroc is taking over. Saying a like, brand and then saying, "We the Ciroc boys, and we out here." Uh, pass me that peach Ciroc. Like it was yeah, like their marketing and branding. It's been crazy. It's just been crazy. Like, and then, but you know, with, with Revolt, I think that's a whole. Not- and again, is it limited solely to hip hop? No, but. There are plenty, like, Revolt has had a lot of, like, exclusive interviews, especially with regards to, like, hip-hop artists. I think that's another outlet for a lot of hip-hop artists. Obviously, they, you know, they're not, like, they're not, um, and it's not just garbage either. I mean, I don't have Revolt, but just from what I've seen, even on, like, YouTube clips and stuff like that, like, there's some legit stuff there. And like I I said, again, I would never hate on a man. That man is getting it. That man is getting it. Like, I'm not mad at him getting it. I'm just... Again, just like I'm not mad at I just I just like I gave you the numbers for Drake's views, but I'm not impressed. Like I mean, if you if y'all want to be impressed, you have that right. But I'm not. But again, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm impressed. But I'm just saying I'm going back to the psyche of it, right? Like if we if we say the reason, 
you know, you look at you look at Suge, and what's impressive about Suge is like, dude, I'm I'm still gangster. I'm gonna go and bail this dude out of jail. Like that's one way I think Diddy and just and, and I can only say I'm not from Harlem. I just know that there's a lot of dudes from Harlem. They seem to be. I mean, you look at Dame Dash. You look at like all these guys that have come out of Harlem. Their thing is like it really is how like people talk about like oh, yeah. hustling and grinding. Like cats from Harlem. Like I don't whether it's they really do do it or they just love to talk about it. Like they talk about it a lot. And Diddy seems to exemplify that. So his record label, I think from Jump has exemplified that. And because of that, it had produced at least up to a certain point a really good body of work for hip hop that of course then though as we know Biggie dies Mace leaves um you know the locks go to Rough Riders so you see his that that squad kind of fall apart so he said well look I'm a hustler I mean I did great in this rap game but this rap game looked like it's falling apart for me I'm about to jump into this R&B so, yeah, that's the so, hustle in him. Like that's just the hustle in so, him. So that hurts. That hurts his legacy as far as hip hop goes, though. Right? I don't think if it. I don't think it hurts it. I, I mean, like he, he looked like he's not you really. If you look at it as a business, if you had, if he had like a business plan, a business history, he failed at hip hop. That's what it looks like. I mean, unfortunate. I, man, look, Nas, look, Nas, look, Nas has like Nas has Nostradamus. Like Jay has whack albums. Like all these guys. Like we can look at whack stuff. Like Nostradamus, but he didn't start a um, he, he didn't start a a banjo company and you know so I sold a trillion banjos. Well, I don't think like, it's it that, doesn't man. matter, bro. Like that's I, not hip hop. I don't I don't think it's that though. Like I I, yeah, I really no, I don't think it's that either. Yeah, like I don't I think I I think it would be one thing if he was coming out and he was saying like you know yo uh you, you know um what's her name Cassie is the new Mary J Blige. Like that's one thing. That's like, dude, come on. Like you, you gave us Mary J. You gave us Biggie. Now you're gonna come out and tell us that Cassie is the new Mary J. Blige. Like then I would look at you sideways. But if it's like, yo, I mean, I don't know what Cassie is. I don't know what Cassie is. I you to buy I'm about to sell it. This is part of my hustle. Then okay, and you're not marketing it to me as hip hop. So I, I'm not gonna. I'm not, or even something that's necessarily associated with hip hop. Associated with you, but not necessarily with hip hop. So if he had try to align it like that, then I would say, yeah, like, that hurts his legacy. But he clearly went into a different avenue, and he, yo, I mean, that's not gonna, that doesn't mean that we just talked about, like, Lauryn Hill, when we were, when we were on here talking about Lauryn Hill, has Lauryn Hill showed up to shows late, has she given us whack performances, and, like, jazz fusions, and I've witnessed that, like, it's whack, that does not take away from miseducation, like, and I cannot take away Ready to Die, Life After Death, Harlem World, uh, uh, What's the 411, uh, any of these things. Like, even though the locks had some suspect beats with regards to their style, like, having the lock, bring the locks in, like, I can't take that stuff away from him. So, I don't think that his legacy is hurt because of some of this other stuff that he's doing, especially because he's not saying that it's the next biggie. It's just, that's his hustle. Like, that's the, that's the grind. He's staying, he's keeping the record label afloat, which... Unlike, I mean, yo, I mean, Suge, you 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 dropped some hot stuff, but it's Suge around. Like, where's Suge? Suge, <laughs> Suge is gone, yo. Like he he might like it's it's a rap. Like it's a rap for Death Row altogether. As and as much as they've had an impact, they've also fallen off. Like that's just what it is. 
Right, I think it kind of levels out as far as if we're going to compare Death Row and Bad Boy. And I think uh, with Diddy, like like you said, it's psyche, I think just the way he his grind is describes hip-hop, but then I think also mm-hmm. that his grind kind of led him away from hip-hop. I agree. At the same time. And you got to respect that. Yeah. You got to respect it for somebody who's trying to make money. So I guess from what you were saying, I kind of took away that everything he did hip-hop, you can just put a put a capsule in it and then we measure that instead of looking at everything else that might not have been hip-hop because he didn't come out saying that it was. It was just, that was just his grind side. So Yeah, I mean, I and I mean, and you look at the totality, like, you know, yes, he had Young Jock. Like, Young Jock was not great at all. Like, it, so, like, again, I'm not saying that everything he, everything <laughs> Diddy has done in hip-hop has been great either. I'm just saying that, you know, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at that and say, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, you gave us Biggie and Lil' Kim and all these folks, but uh, yeah, you suck now. Like it's just you know, it, 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 it is. I mean, it is. But, but we we do that. I mean, I, I, again, I'm going to go far left just to make my point. But I, Spike Lee is my favorite director of all time. Like I would agree, him or John Singleton. No, I'm not saying. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he's up there. He's up there. He's got to be up there. He made, he made three movies, but listen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but they're great movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I fool with Spike. Like that's my dude. Like Spike, even when he makes a whack movie, I'm still like, you're still dope, though. I mean, look how he did it, though. Look at the camera angles. I still fool with Spike. If Spike was like, man, this 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 regular movie stuff ain't working. I'm about to go into porn, bro. I gotta do what I gotta do. Oh, come, come on, I man. You went there. I can't, I, I can't say, man, can't knock that man's hustle, you know what I mean, you know, you gotta, I have to knock that hustle, I have to, at some point, and I, all it's, I'm just saying, at some point, again, I, I went far, I left. know, but I'm just saying, you can't, <laughs> at some point, you know, the alcohol, oddly and unfortunately, alcohol is still, is a connection to hip-hop, so Ciroc yeah. is still okay. connected, Yep. Fashion can be connected, but his fashion is not like we just had our conversation. Now, at one point in time, it was. I mean, they did. It have was, a but, but again, once he once he once he shot out once he shot out to you know strictly being in Macy's, it was like that's a different animal. Like you, I mean, I you selling to old people like myself. Like I mean, I'm trying to I'm where I'm, I'm wearing Sean John. My son is it? Like mm. you know, he's like that's no, true. I'm not wearing that. No, mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what I don't even know I don't know what they want to wear but they don't want to wear that. And I, I but I and I would this is just a kind of an aside but I would also if you if you haven't seen the the documentary fresh fresh dressed it's Come it's on, a great documentary. I, I'm not I'm not saying you I'm just oh, saying people saying out general, there yeah just people out there. Sure, but bro. also you know if you look at just kind of again the decline of our quote unquote urban fashion Again, he might have said, "Look, people ain't finna buy this anyway. I'm still finna make. I'm still finna get this check." I, I'm not saying that's the case. I, I I hear you on that, but again, I'm just saying that might have been the hustle where it's like it might not have been necessarily like I'm doing this and I'm not gonna allow people. People just weren't buying urban wear in general anymore. But, and that might have been another but, move. Yeah, but listen, man, like I'm I'm going forever not. I'm, and I hear the business and I get it. Just like I said about again going back to sports, I totally love the game of basketball. And I understand that professional sports is a business. It is not Milan and Landon playing one-on-one at Mosswood Park. I get it. I also get that if you make 
a clothing line for black folks and then you have the the mitigated gall to call it the unmitigated gall to call it for us by us and then you sell it to some yeah, that was people that aren't us <laughs> I can't <laughs> and I, Fat Albert ends up on the uh, <laughs> I cannot just hey man business is business bro no, I agree with that you know what I mean like there's some and I'm not saying that Sean you know Sean John clothing went to that level of like sellouts out of here or anything like that it's just your 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 hustle is anything goes like i mean that's why i use the spike like hey man whatever somebody hit me and asked me to do a porn movie i'm gonna produce that thing hey that's what, what it counts hey somebody asked me to do a documentary on 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 naval bases i'm gonna do that but like what like what like what? i thought you were i was but i'm a, it's like i can when i feel you like all three of us are, in my opinion, we all hustling for, on, on different levels. But I don't feel like we're chasing the dollar. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can't look at Mylon Drake and be like, that dude is like money hungry, bro. Like, all he do is talk about money and he's willing to do this. I'm not, cha- I'm, all of our, you know, I'm in, you know, I'm out here in the, in the streets and in the building trying to save these kids. I'm not in the streets and the building trying to get this money. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. That I can feel it with Diddy, like I can feel it. I can feel I'm, and I get it. If you've been some some folks, if you, I have we have friends that have that same level of mm-hmm. I got to get this dollar, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. And some for some folks, if you come from a certain level or grade of poverty, or you just had one experience, he was like, you know what? Never again. One there was a time in my life where. I couldn't eat. I had to ask another woman to feed me. So therefore, for the rest of my life, I'm going to grind and hustle so that I never have to ask nobody for nothing. I'm always you know, eat. I'm always eating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if that's your thing, I can't knock that. I can't be like, well, dude, I think you're okay now. Like, <laughs> $300 million is enough for you to never have to worry about mm-hmm. food again. Like, hey, man, I'm not like, I'm never mad at Oprah. Like, mm-hmm. Oprah should be asleep somewhere. Mm-hmm. But she get up and grind every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, over what else is there? Like, I gotta grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out here making networks, putting shows out, like books. Like, I'm not stopping. Just I got a. Oprah has a magazine, bro. And no one's ever been on the cover except for her. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> like, I'm not mad at you. You're like, I'm gonna start my own magazine, and I'm gonna be on it every single day, <laughs> every episode, every session. I'm on it. I'm out here. This is my. Whose magazine is it? Who do you think? So. I'm not mad at, you know, you feeding your family and all that. I'm just, I'm not a fan of, to me, like, that's one of the, again, I, I, to, you know, some people, sometimes it's hip-hop, sometimes it's, it's, it's folks, but in this instance, it's, it's LeBron. Like, I don't feel like I, I watched, LeBron is not Allen Iverson. Let me put it to you like that. Hmm? There's no way I never watched Allen Iverson play a basketball game and was like, man, he out there trying to get paid. Or he out there being lazy. Never. Not even to the day, the last NBA game he ever played. I never, I knew it was chemistry wasn't right. Or he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, me- meshing well. Or he was on having some psychological and, you know, mm-hmm. life issues. Getting divorces yeah. and all that stuff. But love the game? Nah, B. You, mm-hmm. you never question that. I question that every single time I see LeBron, uh, LeBron James. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And, he, and the good news is LeBron James, and that's the funny thing, LeBron James doesn't even care. He doesn't even care. What I, I don't care if you don't think I, I, I play hard. I don't, he, right
right now, he does not care that no one, at least a large portion of the world, doesn't believe he even won that ring. Mm-hmm. He don't care. If it was me, like, bruh, I'm about to, okay, I bet you I win next year. Mm-hmm. Then what you like, that's, I have another, I have a light-skinned fella that thinks like that. Steph Curry. <laughs> He he has there's he sleeps easy right now knowing that he cost his team an NBA championship. He don't care. He don't, he's like, he's, all right, fine. You know what I know? Cause I saw him. What, where were we? Were just I just saw him at the USA game. What you doing here? Go shoot somewhere. <laughs> why why are you at? I get time off. No no no. You don't no. People who win championships get time off. People who have historic collapses, you don't get to take time off. What are you doing? Taking a vacation? You vacationing? Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up, bro. Uh, you keep vacationing. People are going to keep beating you in, in a seven-game series when you up four games, three games. But listen, um, that is just my personal view on on Bad Boy. And I'm not even saying Shug. Shug's hustle is grimy. His hustle is... But you know it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing. But it's, it's the same thing as Diddy. It's, it's just a different sa- way. It's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a grimy... I'm out there, like even with Baby. Baby's not out there like grinding for. He's not grinding for. The betterment for, of hip hop. Yeah, he's not grinding for the betterment yeah, of hip hop. No, but he is grinding to be the best. In his mind, when I see when I see Baby, I hear him like, I'm trying to be the best, bro. When I watch this guy, he's not trying to be the best. The, the second you put out Danity Kane, you weren't trying to be the best. I, I I just I, I just want I just want to, I just want to make one note here. I didn't now, say he no, was. No no, no 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 I, I just want to, no no I no I just want to make a point here. We have you have dry, you have listed all of the terribleness that is of of the bad boy label that has come out in recent years. Yet you have managed to say that you feel like. Baby is trying to win when he has signed no other than Young Thug as the next up in the cash money era or the cash money line, whatever you want to call it. There is no way, Mylon, I'm not letting you off the hook on that. There's no way you can say that Baby is trying to be the best and his the star that he is promoting right now is Young Thug. It's, it can't happen. Well, first of all, I, 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 the good news is I've never seen him promote this stuff. <laughs> right. Yes, he no, did. I have not. He did. I've it's never. He's never that is I'll, it. I'll put that on. It doesn't matter. I haven't Look. seen Diddy promote a lot of people. They're on his label. You you read their names. Young Thug is on the Cash Money roster. I'm only watching moguls, bro. That's it. You're, he's, on the, he's on the roster. You can't get away from this. I'm only watching moguls. What do you so, mean? Everything I watch on moguls, I'm like, man, I respect Come I respect, on, my, man. I respect he's, baby. He's the breadwinner of Cash Money He's right the breadwinner of Cash Money right and, this and moment. Funny, and the funny thing, I just watched. Uh, and, and, and this is, this is I, I guess this is a better, this is, this is a, 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 a better example of, the best. So, Dev, have you seen or heard Usher's um, No Limit song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, somebody put on Facebook and was like, I just saw Usher's No Limit song and it made me think of the 90s because it wasn't no women scantily clad. It wasn't no bottles popping. He was just in a room that was dancing. It was old school dance steps trying to think of like, oh, snap, that was a dope move. That's it. That's all you saw. Mm. So I said, all right, so let me watch the video. So I watched the video. I didn't know that the song featured Young Thug. Um, 
First of all, his name should not be Young Thug. He, I got another <laughs> name for him. I got a, another name that I won't mention because it will probably get our podcast banned and we might lose fanship. But it's definitely not Young Thug. That I just I will just say that much. So I'm watching a video and this dude comes on and I'm like, again, when I say, and I guess this is what I'm saying about Baby and trying to be the best. Like, I really believe, I believe wholeheartedly that Diddy figures that this is just a formula and I got to win. I When I look at Baby, when I look in Baby's eyes, he believes, I, I don't know why, but he <laughs> believes that these, that his roster is truly the best. And he's like, I, like he, like he, I, I will show you how much, because he has a dude on his roster named Kasky, right? This is a uh, Caucasian dude, Kasky. Wow. I never heard so, of that. I, I'm, 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 this is what listen. So I'm, this is how I get off this young thug buffoonery that you tried to you know label me on. So I'm watching, I'm watching moguls right, and he and so they're interviewing baby, and he's like, yeah, you know, Kasky, you know, you working hard. I mean, as far as his lyricist stuff go, I feel like as a for a white boy, like there's Eminem and then there's you. Oh, <laughs> so, so I, I, I paused the show. First of all, I believed him. I was like, man, he really like. He really, like he went. He wasn't just like saying it. Like he truly believed. So I'm like, man, I believed him so much. I paused the show, go to my phone, put in Caskey and iTunes, go to one of his albums, and I'm like, I'm listening. Show is on pause. Like I'm literally like, I just want to. I want to bless myself. You know what I mean? I want to be blessed because I didn't know that the the next Eminem was on Cash Money. Rick, I didn't know, but damn, listen to me, bro. Oh I believed it. <laughs> it was like cultish. It was like I literally believed. I listened with anticipation. Like y'all can't wait to forward this to Dev. <laughs> can't wait to forward this to Dev and land it. After I, after I'm blessed, they gonna get blessed. Uh. So I'm listening, and first verse kicks in, and I was like. What the? <laughs> but baby truly believes that he. Ha- I mean, he wasn't. See, Diddy will say it, and he know what he's saying. <laughs> Danny Kane is not talented, bro. Like I know that, but it's a part of the formula. Like I'm just trying to sell records, trying to get this money. But he truly believes it, and that is what I need. I even when it's wrong, I need it to be at that level. You're trying to be the best. You think oh, you're the best. And I I can fool with that type of hustle when you're like trying to be the best, even if I don't agree with it. Master P, a good, good example. <laughs> yeah, he thought uh-huh. that his roster was like, we out here killing it. I agree. Sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, sir. But he really believed no limit like we out here bruh like y'all can't see us he truly believes like I'm not mad at I'm mad at the product but I'm not mad at the mindset if you understand you know so don't try to paint me into a quarter some young thug paintbrush that you tried to paint me into the quarter I'm saying I need you to put forth because what happens is when Kendrick does it something great happens when you think you're the best when J. Cole thinks he's the best or thinks that this album is the best, or this crew that he... Mm-hmm. It, good things can happen when you keep grinding at a level where you actually think you're the best. But when you go at this Drake level of... Drake don't think Views is the best album, bro. Come on, bro. 
Oh, it's like, and I know. And now, fortunately, that if you had a, 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 a unfilmed interview, <laughs> he would probably talk about all of his uh, mixtapes being the best still. Yeah, I mean, it's just not, and, and it's okay when you still sell 2.1 million worldwide. Like, right. And it's August. The album came out like three months ago. Yeah. I'm not, you but know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at, it's not about you making money. I prefer that you come out with, I, I think I'm the best. This is true. My crew, like, that's what this was. Mm-hmm. Bad boy, they thought they were the best. Yeah, you know when when they when they I'm talking early bad boys yeah. all hip hop they thought they were the best yeah. and the reason why Suge Knight was was anxious to come out and say Death Row is because f you I think we the best that's why that's why I mean you know when you had Pop throwing up dubs it's like we the best like West Coast food like I think we're the best mm-hmm. even when. Ice Cube did that. Like, when he, Ice Cube put out compilations, I was like, this is so horrible. But he thought, like, man, like, these are, these cats. But when it, when it works, you get West Side Connection, which that whole album was was like, F everyone, dog, we better than all y'all. All All, the three of us, we better than everybody. Y'all can't rap, don't, hey, say something. Come say it to our face. Mm. Come say it to our face then. Like, it was this truly, that's what I need. And I don't need, Views like like you said like come on dude views is like views is like a blouse like it's a, it's like hip hop's blouse it is literally <laughs> it's a nice blouse like it's you know it's nice for your wife but it's a dude should not wear views like you should not wear that like that's just not it's a blouse blouses now someone anyone can wear a blouse Prince wore blouses very well <laughs> so anyone can wear one but it's like that's when you come out saying that this is the best. Tank top you ever seen in your life, dude? That's a blouse. That's not a. That's not a tank top. <laughs> I don't know what you're. And Drake is okay with it. Like, oh, it's a blouse. All right, cool. Put it in a blouse section. So long as it sells, man. That's all that matters. And that's and that's Dev's boy, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> whoa, 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 but whoa. but okay. So 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 let so let's. I right. oh, I, I had a question. I was like, based on the standards of of the Birdman, of baby. Then, then you must be with DJ Khaled and his we the best. <laughs> no, but see, D- and DJ Khaled is a perfect example. I'm glad you He says we the best because he knows we're not. I have to. I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here lying, dog. We the best. Stop it. What? First of all, what are you talking about? Like, you're, what's the best? <laughs> you don't even rap, dude. So, like, what are you talking? You go find other people who you consider them the best. Stop it. Stop it. No, but that's the thing. Like, there's, there's. There's this desire. They're selling a product. Like, I, my wife is on, I don't know if I said this in a previous podcast. My wife is on Snapchat. One of the cats she follows, or what, I don't know what you call it, follows or friends with yeah, or whatever. Yeah, say follows, yeah. Is DJ Khaled. When that album was coming out, bro, she's like, I have to stop following because after, like, the, he would, every every snap would be based on his album somehow, some way, he like at first he was doing like are the Drake vocals in, and once the Drake vocals were in, he kept saying over and over, "We got the keys." Like he kept playing it in the background. Like it was like, dude, why are you doing all this? Because I need you to go buy my album. Don't care if it's the best. I just need you to go buy my album. And that gets old quick. A lot of people, even my son, was like, "Man, I ain't following. I'm not even listening to Khaled Snaps like this week because he's just been." Promoting his album extra, way too extra. 
Like, I don't believe you as being the best. Jay-Z drop an album, don't even do a video or a single. Just, bruh, relax. It'll sell. Why? Because there's four letters on the album. J-Y-Z. It'll sell. Kanye. It's like, I'm just going to drop it. Just be, dude. See, Kanye, I respect. He actually thinks he's the best. And I respect that. It's just, I'm, I'm hoping that one day, any, like I said, you, you sent that post the other day, that anything college-related will come back from it. Anything college-related, epic album of all time. Anything post-college is not, in my opinion, it's not really worth discussing. But when he did, you know, Dropout, Late Registration, all that stuff, Graduate, like all that, it was dope albums, man. And But you got to think you're the best, and I think... I'm just tired of cats just trying to make money. And, I, and I've said it before. Hip-hop is not about that, man. Hip-hop is not about you making money. Well, so, But so, it is now. Well, I mean, it, yeah. Clear. And it's, and I think we've had a conversation about that. I think it always... I mean, there's there's always a... it it Nobody... I don't think anybody... There's very few people who would say that they got in the rap game without... Like, I, I don't care if I make money. Like, you... Clearly, you you are in this. You did this professionally to make some money, but you know, I. But it's not the. That's not. Too often, people compromise their 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 art for money. Uh, I, I do want to make one clarification. Um, apparently, Young Thug is not signed with Cashman. He's affiliated because I guess he just has some really bad deals otherwise so cash money wasn't able to sign him but he, there is still obviously an affiliation birdman still feels like he is uh you know Artist. like there was rock him and then i mean and then young thug you know what i mean like there's eminem and then this other white dude and then there's rock him and then there's he'll get him on his roster thug, at some point. you know what i'm saying um but but let me ask this so because i think i think the other issues that you know we we've talked a lot of what we talked about with regards to Bad Boy is post kind of the, the, the main era that we've been talking about with regards to like when we when they were at their height and, and Death Row was at their height, right? So and Death Row was probably up until right after well, basically up until the time that, that Dre left. And they had some album maybe a couple albums after that, but really it was up to that time. And then I think Locks, so that was probably what ninety seven. I think maybe Snoop had Dogfather around that time, and well, Dog or no, 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 because Dogfather was on No Limit. No, I thought that was on Death Row too. Maybe it was. I don't know. Oh, that, that's when he left. Oh, that's when Dre left. No, Dre. Le- that's when Snoop left. When he was the Dogfather. I thought he had one. I thought that was the. I thought that's when Dre left, and then he dropped Dogfather after that, because that's when he was like, "I only know no Dr. Dre beats or whatever." Actually, you do. Oh, I, but I'm just saying. I thought that's. But either way, so let's let's say that it was. Oh, no, yeah, no, Dogfather was. Yeah, Dogfather was. Yeah, it was Death Row. So, but so that's '96. So let's say '96 is kind of when the bad is when the is when the Death Row era died. Probably about '98. Locks came out in '98 for for Bad Boy. For the record, I don't know one song off that album. Off what? Dogfather. I have the album, but it's not yet. I'm looking at these song titles. I I don't know one song. I mean, oh, okay, like yeah, you 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 probably I don't know. Actually, I can't say that. I can't even tell you. Vapors. Yeah, I think I know that one, but. Yeah, wow, it's uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's not, it's obviously not doggy style, but um, you know, so but like Locks comes out in '98, so Bad Boy has probably up until '98, Death Row probably until '96. 
Um, so that was really like one. Let's let's just I mean just to make it clear, that's kind of like the the their for each of them like their golden eras, right? Like up until that point. But uh-huh. what would y'all say? Cut off there at ninety eight. What would you say were the most important records for each of those labels? I mean, off the top of your head, I know we we, had, we haven't necessarily researched this, but right. just you know, from your perspective, what would you say is the most important album from Bad Boy? What's the most important album from Death Row? <clears throat> I mean, I think it's clear with Bad Boy that yeah, ready, ready, to to, ready to Die was, but then that's what I'm saying for the for the sake of hip hop legacy, I'll still throw Craig Max in there too. I don't know if the album was Flavor of Your Ear was huge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anybody talks. I don't know. I haven't heard. Like I don't really hear that that album. But it, get it still embodies, and I mean, yeah, it was that time, but it still embodied hip hop in all aspects. Like if there was a percentage of embodiment, that was the highest. Oh, so so Craig Max album. And what what would you say is Death Rose? Death Rose. That's what's hard to me because I, sometimes I don't know what's under Death Row or what's not. So I don't even know which Tupac albums. Um, I think for the most it's part. just All Eyes on Me. And then was. Uh, well, and I think I think uh, Don Cluminati was. I think that was technically on Death I think that was official on Death So, Row of course, too. All Eyes on Me. <laughs> I mean, that was the, those were the two. And then uh, Chronic. Brother, which one's more important? Don't cut corners. <sighs> Gotta go chronic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to. All right, so all eyes. I mean, so ready to die and chronic. What say you, Mr. Drake? Definitely. I mean, though the obvious choice would be ready to die for for bad boy. Um, The, the that all about the Benjamins, P Diddy and the Family album. That's a pretty important kinda, one. Kinda important. Yeah, that's a pretty important one. Kinda right. important. I mean, because even if you think, as far as impact goes, if we if we go back to that word, like Cats was saying, all it's all about the Benjamins. Like that was. You want to rumble with the beat? Like it was a big. That was a pretty big album. Was, that was, was a pretty big deal. Um. And I think that was the same one where after, because that was yeah, he uh, was when Biggie not, died. Yeah, yeah, so he had the. Uh, and so and that was big too. as far as it, like to be able to like yeah. yo, we don't have big. Well, he was on the album, but he just wasn't in the video. Yeah. So um, I never liked how they changed the beat on his verse though. But um, oh, on all about the Benjamin. I don't like that. They should have kept the beat regular. Um, Dev would have done a better job. But um, so uh, you know, I'm just gonna kind of wing it because of that gonna ch- change my vote for you know PD and the family album because it was still impactful even after the death of their iconic artist so they were able to make an album and make an impact immediately thereafter um, for death row Again, one might say the chronic, but I will say all eyes on me because that album 
I, I don't think people fully understand what that album produced. Like, you know, they do documentaries on, like, you know, how each song was made sometimes. Like, they mm-hmm. need, I, I would pay good money for a documentary to what went on behind, behind that album because those were songs that Pac had written in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Pac was a grinder, man. Like, he was working. Like, that's why he did a double album. I don't even know if double albums had been produced at that point. No, he was, his was the first. Yeah, so it's like, double album, got this guy, and the album title was perfect because everybody was like, all right, so how's this going to work? And Pac came into this chameleon of a role for, or I don't want to say character, but just figure for death row like from jail to i mean when you heard first california when you heard when you first heard california love you was like man this is this could be pretty big because i i didn't love that song i respected it mm-hmm. like it was like oh snap yeah i get it mm-hmm. but when i bought the album and the first song was ambitions of a rider i was like right. this mother right here <laughs> <laughs> This is serious business. This is real. Like, I be- I true like, there's only a few songs where you like, I believe this dude, mm-hmm. bruh. Like, I told y'all, like, you know, Young Jeezy, Pusha T, like, I believe these cats sold drugs. Like, I, I truly believe it. Like, even T.I. has his moments where it's like, yo, that's a lot of facts that you just spit about drugs, <laughs> my brother. Like, I really think you, you sold drugs. Like, I mean, really, like, really well. But, that album, I, I was like, Pac is a, he's a human being, but he's not of this world. Like he's mm. he's on some other stuff. Um, and if Steph Curry listened to it, he could be great. You know, if he could just <laughs> emulate those stuff. I mean, I don't know what he, he. I think he was listening to the Frozen soundtrack before. Wow! Oh. Wow! No, no, because, no, wow. no, that's not a chin shot. He lived. He, he and his wife rock uh, the Frozen stuff like they be on. Come on, brother. Brother, brother. It's not. He's supposed, see, to, be this is, he's supposed to be a brother in Christ, you know what I mean? Brother, this is. Okay, so y'all. Y'all make me out to be like. <laughs> bro, I'm not making you out to be anything. I'm not giving his brother shots. He listens to Frozen albums. I don't know. You're giving them shots. <laughs> I'm giving the brother shots. You, you just took like five to the torso. It was. All I'm saying is ambitions in a rider of a rider over Frozen soundtrack. That's all I'm saying in general. Too, man. For anyone, even a child, I would prefer that a child. No, I, 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 I don't. I don't prefer a child. But uh, just to be in a third grade classroom playing Pac, an unedited version. Just you should pass that class. I mean, wow. if you don't pass the class, then it's just a waste of time. But if you pass the class, it works. Just do. So I'm a. <clears throat> I'm going to just present another argument. I don't even know if these would necessarily, like if I would say definitively, but I think that there could be an argument made that I'm going to go a little bit against the, the, the ready to die and say the life after death biggie, um, mainly because I think that although, of course, obviously life after death is what put him and put death row, I mean, put bad boy on the map. I would actually claim that life after death is what keeps Biggie's legacy alive. 
because I feel like there are more references to songs and lines from Life After Death than there are from Ready to Die. So, and just as an example, you obviously have, well, people reference somebody's got to die often, hypnotize, kicking the door, like all of those are referenced or lines from those are referenced all the time. That's just the first three songs off the album. Uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, obviously. Uh, people have done different renditions of I Got a Story to Tell. Um, the, you know, biggest when people talk about biggest storytelling, Niggas Bleed is one of those. Notorious Thug is one that still gets played on the radio. Um, you know, going back to Cali obviously has the whole history behind it and him finally going back to California and then ultimately getting killed. Ten Crack Commandments, everybody references, is a staple of his. Um, I mean, this dude just has like, I mean, the reference, like the references that people draw from that album, I think is actually what keeps his legacy alive, probably even more than Ready to Die. Like, I mean, you know, obviously he has One More Chance, which actually, and even on One More Chance, that's the original, that's not the... That's not the the single version that came out, so that's not even necessarily the same. Obviously, you have Juicy, um, you know, a couple more, but I just think, you know, obviously there there's there's more to quote from because it's a double album because Ready to Die is a double album. But I just think that his, in terms of what people when people draw material from Big, a lot of that comes from uh, Life After Death. So that would that would be my argument for it. You know, you you could take it, you could leave it, but that would be my argument. I, then my other argument, although there is a part of me that might lean towards All Eyes on Me as well, I, I would. There's part of me leans towards All Eyes on Me. There's part of me that leans towards the Chronic. But again, just to provide another argument, I would almost argue Doggy Style, <clears throat> um, mainly because that history around murder was the case, and how that allowed Snoop, at least at the time, to be like. Highest selling debut album all time just coming out. It was, you know, that that's when it was like, oh no, like this is a real crip on the microphone. Like this is dude might have act like he actually holds guns and like that was. Did he shoot that? Guy? You know, that, yeah, like that was all of that. Just that surrounded that album um, and just that moment. Like that murder was the case, obviously. Um, just everything that was going on at that time. Yeah, the oh, and like everything was just, and then of course you know even after that you have, I mean, I mean on top of that, of course you have Gin and Juice, which is huge still to this day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that 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 goes without saying. He had the, you know, he had the the he had the the smooth yet gangster like he had the smooth yet rough element to it. He took. Uh, uh, you know, taking the slick Rick Lottie Dottie and 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 making that a little bit more hard. Like, obviously, who you know, what's my name is on there. Like, and it's just he 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 brings he really brings like uh dog pound to the forefront. Like, there's a lot that happens on that album and just the the ma- you know the magnitude of it in the moment. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I. Dude, I just love like G Funk intro. Like that's another one. Like when we talk about Lady of Rage, like all from G Funk intro, I was like, dude, like she is killing it. Like I just that that's one of those. And just again, just another side note. 
I still do not have that Lady of Rage album, Necessary Please, Roughness. Uh, but I really want... I've been looking for Like, every time I go into a record store, I look for it. I can't find it. I might have to, like, try to track it down on Amazon or something. But I've really, really been looking for it because I feel like it's, I just need it. But, um... So, again, you know, I would... I, I don't know if I if I believe that in my heart of hearts. Like you said, I'm like, I don't know if I absolutely believe it. But I, I just think when you talk about, like, in the moment, like, there, you know, there's a lot of albums that people kind of catch up, you know, later or it comes out and it's like people are talking about it or there's the, you know, you think, you know, we go to, like, the Illmatics of the, of the world where it's like... I mean, everybody that heard it thought it was dope, but it took five, ten years for people to really, like, for it to really become a staple. Like, Doggy Style was instant. And that is, you know, and and it was nationally. It wasn't like, oh, kind of bubble on the West Coast. It was, it was across the board. So, you know, again, take t- take it or leave it. But, you know, you, you may not, you, you may push back on that, but uh, I'm, I'm at least making the case. Um, I know we we long. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that y'all want to that y'all want to touch on with regards to this topic. We could probably keep going. Um, Rob, you got us in a really this could this right. go this this could go for a long time. But anything else that y'all want to say or mention um, with regards to this? Just uh, again, highlighting my disagreement with the awesomeness of Ready to Die. <laughs> I think it's only sold 4 million copies um, overall. That means it's whack? Um, compared to All Eyes for Me selling 10 million copies. And then it can't compare <clears throat> Life After Death because that was a... He was... Once he passed away, it was, it was just one of those albums that was going to sell a bunch of copies. Yeah, but All Eyes on Me sold a lot more after Pac died, too. I don't know about that, brother. I just know brother, that's a... <laughs> what do you mean you don't know about it? It's the, it's the truth. I mean, I, I don't know. No one told me that, brother. Molly, <laughs> <laughs> you can't... You love to use those numbers when it benefits you, by the way. And I'm not even I'm not even disagreeing with you. I love All Eyes on Me way more than I love... Ready to die, but ten is more than four. That's you, all I know. At one, at one moment you'll talk about folks who aren't selling any records, but they're the best ever. And then on another one, you'll say these cats are greater because they sold more records. I just pointed pointing out that <laughs> brother, just, you do it all the time, just helping people understand what what goes on in the world around it. Brother, this is this, look. So I guess uh, all those people who are on Bad Boy, I mean, yo, they went platinum, so. The, they must be. They must be pretty talented. A million people decided that they were talented. So that doesn't using your logic. They got formula, brother. The world. I know. I know. So, so Pac had a formula then. He didn't have a formula. He, he did. Created one. Did he create one too? Look, I'm just saying. You 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 like to you like to use that. I'm pretty sure they definitely yeah, because Suge was behind it, so you know there they was definitely no formula, had the formula right? mindset. Never heard uh, no ambitions of a in writer, place. Right? There wasn't no formula for that. It was just a brother. dope album. It's just a dope album, brother. It's not. It's a it's an incredible album. It's one of the best albums of all ever time. created. Yeah, therefore, it's, that has nothing to do with the uh, and ready to die. People would argue the same thing. I would argue that it is one of the best. Of course. I don't think that it's better than, than, than All Eyes on Me. 
I, I actually like Me Against the World too. Like Me Against the World is in in terms of the pop. Like it's once I once I, once I I will say this once I heard once I heard gangster pop like hardcore. I did. I was not a. I was not really interested in anything soft like you know, Dear Mama and all that stuff. I I didn't want to hear that. I, I oh was, yeah, I, I it's was different. Like, nah, dog, just I need you to. First off, you know I need you to just come like that every time. <laughs> <laughs> if you could come off like that, I'm like, this is gonna be amazing. Man, I'm gonna say. I mean, th- th- these aren't his hard one, but uh, me against the again. I I love I love all eyes on me, but me against the world has my two favorite pop songs on there, between Lord knows and it ain't easy. Like I love. I love those songs. Uh, people, you know, it, but that's not part of Defro, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, brother, I'm just saying the, the 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 way in which you you use those those album sales to your advantage. Fox News does it all the time, yeah. brother. I can't be. I would say it's incredible, nah. but it's not even incredible. You just you just pick and choose when you're gonna decide album sales matter when they don't. You're Fifty Cent. Call me fit. Call me Fox News of hip hop, bro. That's who you are. You're no. You're Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. He always got numbers. Unfortunately, I, I know, and you do too. You just determine whether or not they actually matter or not in any given moment. That I mean that I mean part of that is just the fact. I just want to. Do they matter or do they not? They do matter. I would say it's circumstantial with with at least those numbers. It's not circumstantial. But, this brother, one moment to be like, yo, Outkast sold 10 million, so it's got to be a dope album. And then he'd be like, I don't care if Young Thug sold 10 million, the dude sucks. And it's, but it's, like, it's, it's, it's like, the same it's thing. Like this, though. It's, like, it's like J. Cole selling a lot of records, and you like, dang, you can tell that he did a true piece of work. And then you got... Like you said, views where he, he don't care, but he's also sold a bunch of records. So it does, like, but that's what I'm saying. Talking about the numbers in a different context. No, it's not a different context. This brother said, obviously, the only <laughs> reason, the def- the defining reason that Me Against the World is better than all than than Ready to Die is because it sold more ra- albums. So if I so if views gets more albums gets more sales than a J- than Forest Hills Drive. Views is obviously a better album. That that's the logic. I just want to thank both. Both. I just, I just no no. I just want to thank both Landon and Devin for their support of my platform that uh, fully supports and believes that hip hop is dead. Uh, <laughs> these numbers, these arguments of numbers, they're just evidence. <laughs> what I don't know what the argument is. I mean, we're not even. Hip-hop, I don't even know what it is anymore. Hip hop is dead. That's the argument, brother. <laughs> and um, we wouldn't have to have these conversations if it was alive, brother. We would be having a conversation about dope albums or something. But we're not. We we are. We're dope albums that sell ten million because they we? sold ten million. Are we? Are I'm we? Saying I don't know. Dev, you got you got any final uh final words on on this? Man, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, um, like, if I just look at what Bad Boy did at the beginning and I put that in the capsule, then I definitely, you know, give him the cred on the impact. Even even on the parts that, that we say was watering down, it just, it, 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 it exercised the other elements of hip-hop other than, the I guess, the lyrics, maybe. 
And so, but then it's kind of hard where it's like you got to gauge it. But then, you know, it was good and bad from death row. So I kind of give it just a slight advantage only because if we said like the all-star team of death row. But as far as like the impact and the legacy going versus, it's, it's like it's a slight, it's a slight lead. Uh, of death row but even just on the success but like we said we can't even measure some of the success that came out of bad boy because it just doesn't qualify so uh, if it was coming to hip-hop i give it the death row uh slight edge for sure man and i i would just say obviously we didn't even get to everybody i mean you think about you know we didn't even really necessarily mention like junior mafia uh you know I don't know, Lil C's, well, I don't know, whoever, really? whatever, I'm just saying, I don't know, <laughs> but then, and then, and then, of course, of course, shout out to Nate Dog, who was a huge part of Death Row, and the sound, and the movement of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, which again, just plays into the legacy of that, um, and, I mean, regardless of what you want to say, how you feel about it, um, and, and, of course, we want to hear from y'all, and we'll let you know how to hear from, from us, but if you're listening at this point, if you are... Uh, hashtag I listen to the end. Um, then it's a very elite group. You know, I, I just hey, want to hey. tell you it's an elite group. It, it is. It is. It's only so many. That it's only so many folks that have actually made it. But um, you know, you you, uh, I forgot what I was saying. But anyway, Nate Dog. Uh, you know, just he he was definitely a big part of that as well. Oh, but I was saying so. It doesn't really matter like how you necessarily feel. Obviously, these two labels have had a huge, profound impact on hip-hop and um, have produced a lot of great music for us to, to listen to. And um, they, they, They're both in the, in the rafters uh, of, of the hip-hop uh, coliseum, so to speak. So, um, and a lot of their, their artists are, are in the rafters um, as well, so, or, and in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, any shout-outs, y'all, before we, before we get up off of here and, and close out another one? Closing... Moving closer to fifty. Closer to fifty, man. Closer uh, to fifty episodes. I, go ahead, Dev. You know, uh, sh- shout out if you got mm. if you got one, brother. Hey, I don't really got any. I'm, I've been I've been in the building, man. They got me consumed. I ain't really been plugged in. That's a, that's a, getting no shout outs. Sad, brother. Uh, I, I want to shout out Three D Nine T for releasing. Uh, I think this might be her second studio album um oh it was mm. i think it's her second it, it might it might be her first i'm not for certain uh the regime i i really have respect for the sister she's she's doing everything independent um as somebody else who believes that she's the best man she truly that does. is true she believes that anybody can get it nobody's better than me i totally respect her and respect her hustle um support the album support the, the the movement she's doing some other things uh already famous hashtag is her thing so uh yeah i just want to shout out 3d not and all the other female mcs out there rhapsody signing to rock nation mm-hmm. um lauren hill <clears throat> going back out on tour don't know what song she's doing i hope i i wish i could get out there on the tour to, t- to be able to tell you uh, it's a lot coming from the from the group, man. Today, just you know, just like to throw out. I had a vision, you know. I'm always coming up with ideas of of us renting a rather relatively large vehicle and taking the podcast on a road, doing a road trip, stopping places, 
having having public podcasts. You know what I mean? You can't beat that. Let's get it. You know what I mean? We might we might take this thing to Atlanta. You know, uh, Killer Mike. We on our way to the barbershop. What's shop, up? You know what I mean? Knock go. knock. Let's Who's go. next? Who, who? How many in front of me? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I just thought about that. So that would be dope. Kind of document that and just kind of stop in different cities and just get at cats and be like, yo, this is us. You know, stop. Give us a you know ten ten minute podcast and your thoughts on on the wackness of certain albums that I could easily name, but I won't. Um, and shout out to the whack MCs that always give me something to talk about. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do it without you. I mean, you if without you, I wouldn't be able to have endless support of my but platform. You sound like a very negative my cam- person. My campaign is hip hop is dead. That's my. That's, that's my campaign. very negative. That's not can I didn't kill it. I didn't. I didn't do it. This is a negative outlook. It's not a negative. You're campaigning it. <laughs> I'm campaigning to bring the truth to the people, brother. Y'all You're think it's still alive? Death. No, I'm trying. I'm campaigning truth, brother. Campaigning <laughs> death. You want to be my vice president, brother? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. You, you want to live in the lies? <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Do you have any shout outs? He said he don't have it. Oh. Quit trying to make this man shout out. He's going to cry. I didn't even say he did. I just saw him disappear, though. I was about to say, damn, he dug down. What's your shout out? I didn't know he's. It's basically like this. I was like, look, man. Shout, shout check, pump. Like, I mean, like, I don't, I don't right, have anything to say. I, I missed that. I thought you went first. I don't, I don't know what I was, I was tripping. Um, man, I was about to make a shout out up. But Ooh, I, don't, I ain't got a, I don't have one. So now you don't know nobody. I'll I'm, say, all right, um, I'll say this is just a, a update of what's in my car. I'll shout out to Big Crit 12 for 12. That's, that's on rotation as I come home from work. Sure. Just getting that lyrical. You know, miracle, off miracle. Of modern beats. That's that's the closest I can get to enjoying modern songs. I mean, I I do already, so I'm already ashamed in that. But I'm glad somebody <laughs> could throw some lyricism that I enjoy on top of those beats that that I am so ashamed uh, of the song itself. So, um, man, fine. I I'll just say we just shouting out what we listen. Man, I I did. I sent these brothers a, a picture the other day. Man, shout out to Kanye for. Uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, like, and not even the remix. Like, I mean, I love Jay's verse on the remix, but just the original. Like, the every time I listen to that, like, I actually feel like that's an even better song than the remix with Jay on it. Like, that dude Kanye spazzed on that song, and it might be his two greatest verses ever. I'm just, just go back, listen to it, dude, kill like lyrically. I, I don't I don't know if there's a, a better strand or stream of bars that he's come up with. So shout out to him for that in particular. A lot of the new stuff I, I can't really I can't you, co-sign. You, you but rock with it, brother. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You rock with it. I, I wouldn't be ashamed if I actually rocked with it. Now. It's still um, bad out here. I, I can't. But, but, <laughs> hey, look, look. We, we just discussed history on the whole podcast. We discussed history this whole podcast. My platform is true. I just need people. Look, people, just go back and listen again to just the way that it even starts off. Like... Yeah, just go ahead and do it. Um, anything else, fellas, before we hop off of here? That's it, man. 
Yeah, that's it. All right, y'all. Well, please, uh, as always, uh, you can email us at hhrtpodcast at gmail.com. You can search Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast on Facebook. Comment, like. Uh, you can go to iTunes and search Hip Hop Roundtable. Um, you'll find us on there. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe, do all of that. You can also go to hiphoproundtable.podbean.com. You can rate, comment, subscribe on there as well. Please do so. Help us get these numbers up. We're approaching episode 50, but mainly, main thing is to form this community, have this dialogue, keep hip hop alive. Um, through through these conversations and through actually you like know you sorting that, through bro. these issues and, and having some fun and reminiscing as well, um, I'm yelling. I I, I don't I'll know. Yell at my campaign. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Campaign I'm trying to. Here, trying to make sure that we know hip hop is alive. We just got to keep it there. Yeah, that's um, such the irony of the of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We're gonna push back from the round table and holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.